And then we're going to cue music. Welcome to the Reimagine Podcast, a podcast that seeks to reimagine faith in life and community as we link, learn, and live together. I'm Greg English, along with Brad Hoffman and Brian Dupuy. Today, on episode 19, we have a conversation about civility and how it is we foster a spirit of civility. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Hey, hey good morning. Hey. One of these hey, microphones is not like, like the other. <laughs> no, one, I was wondering, is that civility or senility? I wasn't sure which one we were talking about today, but civility, civility, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we have the option to choose either. So <laughs> That's true, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Someone, yeah. someone so, is not uh, in the studio. Yes. Yeah, someone is not in the studio, and yeah. that's me. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm trying this thing out that Brad does. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, it's so working out pretty good. Spending some time with the family uh, away, and uh, doing a little fishing, doing some golfing, eating good seafood, and playing uh, on the shorelines of the beach. So that's good. And a little small water town of uh, Cape Charles, Virginia. So very nice here. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I do have a uh, superhero story though. I would like to share. Please. Yeah. This is our superhero <laughs> segment. <laughs> that's right. that's, yeah. People so love it's it. It's something about, yeah. You know, as a father, you guys know, this. it's like you amaze yourself. Like sometimes you think over the years, like how did I do that in front of my kids or, you know, and they're just looking at you in great awe and amazement. Right. <laughs> So uh, I, I played uh, played golf with Kelly and uh, Brendan uh, earlier in the week, and then I played golf middle of the week with Tyler and Brendan. And so we're we're hitting on the driving range. Things are going well. It's only you know 103 coming off the turf, but it was still nice. And uh, we go to the first tee. We're playing the. Uh, they have two courses here. They had a Arnold Palmer and a Jack Nicklaus course. So we're playing the Jack Nicklaus course, and we get to the tee box number one and. You know, dad's going to lead off. So I get up there and I hit I hit one. I go left down the fairway into a, a, a long fairway bunker. I said, well, I'm going to hit another. I got in that position. I took the club back. I came forward. I mean, the drive was down the middle. And all of a sudden, my club just felt floppy in, in my backswing. Like, like I just lost half of it. And the kids were over there laughing. I turned around. My head is off the driver. Like, I, I, my hosel broke in half and, and my driver head is no longer there. Oh, wow. And I just thought to myself, I just thought to myself, that's how you do it, boys. Yeah. Yeah. That's, how you, that's, how you that's do impressive. It. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Hey, I mean like like a superhero. It never stops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh you know, I, I could talk for hours on uh on being a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's even better. Yeah. yeah. It's not an easy life. So, it's not easy. No, it's not life. Yeah. Yep. Hey, hey, any of you guys superhero story well i think yours is probably maybe a little bit better than mine um this uh the other night um i was with some of the grandkids and uh they uh, one of the grandgirls had uh this little silhouette of mr incredible and uh so she's kind of playing with it and i looked at it and said oh 
is that me? And so I took it and put it next to my face. And, you know, he's got the big blue eyes. Of course, I don't have blue eyes, I have brown eyes and all that kind of stuff. And so, and she kind of, you know, uh, she kind of looked at me a little bit, kind of puzzled. And she just said, just out loud, you're not a superhero, you're Pops. Oh. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Pops isn't a superhero. I'm a superhero too, right? No, no, no. You're Pops. You're not a superhero. Yeah. So um, I was deflated by, you know, a little bit, but uh, but it was all good. I hope you took it like a little side table and just smashed it in half right in front of her. Like, Let me show you. <laughs> Since we're talking about civility. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just tear something apart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh so true. We get we get in debates with two and three year olds, don't we? Uh, yeah, I know. It's yeah. almost like yeah. that. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Where, where are you on the superhero chart, Brian? Well, you know, I've yet to be discovered. I'm I'm the superhero <laughs> that kind of hides out. Uh, mild-mannered, wears the glasses, waits for his time yeah, yeah. to shine. So uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping I can get out on the tennis court and break a racket or or, or, uh, or something. <laughs> or break a fork while you're eating. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah, just bend something in half. I don't know. So, well, like uh, every good dad, your, your time's coming. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's getting to where anything I can do, my son can do also. So, uh, oh. you know, it's one of those one of those things. So. What was that song? Anything you can do, I can yeah. do better. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> he only thought that as a theory. Now, now he's discovering it in practice. So it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know the old line. You know the old line when they start beating. Boy, I brought you in this world. I can take you out. Yeah. 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 My wife has used that a few times already. Yeah. Well, I think it's really good then that we're talking about civility yeah, today. Let's, let's talk about that. About civility. How timely. Uh, a little bit. Uh, and um, I, I should say we do love our kids and our grandkids. Oh, you're right, man. We do. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. We do. We do. Yeah. Very yeah. blessed. Yeah. So, yeah, civility. Good conversation today. So, what are we talking about civility? Yeah, everything seems fine. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> everything seems fine. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's been on the kind of our plan now for maybe six or seven, eight weeks to to have the conversation about civility. But I think it's it's one of those things for me that I am I'm watching in our community as an observer of people, and I'm fascinated by the way people interact and by what they do, how they do it. But I think in terms of where we are in our community, and not just our community, but communities across the country, and maybe even internationally as well, I would I would suppose, but especially in our community where we are, there is this um, there is this hostility. I think in a way, there's this inappropriate behavior, this disrespect. I call it this incivility that exists, and I think the the what's always been there has just kind of come to the surface and. And I think that's why I, I, re I really wanted to have a conversation about civility and how we can be more civil toward one another, just because <clears throat> in our community we, we face these moments. But let me, let, me, let me define civility for a moment in, in, in a couple of places that you'll find. Um, in in uh, Forney's book, Choosing Civility, he defines that civility is being civil. Being civil means constantly aware of others and weaving, which I like this idea, Weaving restraint, respect, and consideration into the very fabric of this awareness. So it is that you're aware of others, but in that awareness, you're weaving restraint, respect, and consideration. Um, and then uh, Brian Cashman, 
as a general manager with uh, New York Yankees, um, was a part of this uh, Civility in America book, which is kind of a compilation of essays, says that civility is a formal politeness, a formal politeness, courtesy and behavior and speech. It is about disagreeing without disrespect, seeking common ground as a starting point for dialogue about differences, and listening past one's preconceptions, which is pretty huge, and more importantly, teaching others to do the same thing. So I think for me, you know, civility is this awareness of others and practicing restraint, respect, and consideration. It is making sure that my attitude, both internally and my expression externally, does not exhibit disrespect, hostility, or anything that is inappropriate. Um, so I think that's kind of that's kind of where I, I, I think we fade, or kind of where we, we we place a foundation of of terminology or definition. What do you think? Yeah, I like where he talked about we and the restraint. And when I, when I think about uh, just how he defines that, I, really what I kind of observe and I try to pay attention to my, my own self is, hey, have some self-awareness. Know, know, what, know what's going on around you. Know who's around you. Be um, be thoughtful of people around you in a way that how, how can I best uh, serve, demonstrate, speak into in a positive light. Uh, but when I when I lose, or when we as a culture lose self awareness, then that that idea of weaving restraint and respect or consideration uh, seems to be flying out of the window. And and then out of Cashman's um, statement that he makes, uh, he uses the word preconceptions, and I think that's a that's a um, that's something we really have to look past uh, and understand what are our preconceptions first, in in order to overcome those and think in a different direction. So I, I see those as two, two major disciplines of, of how we live uh, in civility uh, today with those. So bo- both really good definitions on that. Yeah, when I, when I think about it, I think about hospitality. You mm. know, it's kind of a, this mm-hmm. love of strange. It's, a, it's this inviting in that recognizes. Well, that's kind of biblical, too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, that, that uh, you know, you can be seen. I feel like our default, the broken default in, in our lives is to divide up. We love camps. We love to go behind the walls and uh, fire at the other groups. And um, and now there's no way to meet anybody in the middle, no way to have conversation where you can say, oh, really, that's interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I see it like this, right? So there's no entertaining of ideas, um, even if you end up disagreeing. Um, it is really this uh, me versus you type of thing um, that, that kind of is our... Um, is our default there, and and it's like high school actually. It's actually like high school cafeterias, <laughs> where you know what I mean. Like you, you were talking to that person. Why were you talking to that person? Do you like that person? Do you are you know are you with them? You know, are you sitting at their thing. table? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, It, it you has can't sit become, here. Yeah, yeah. It's become this whole thing, and unfortunately, in some places, you also see the church or those claiming to follow Jesus um, who join in with that and. Uh, and it, it ends up just eroding from the inside, I think, um, mm-hmm. um, a society. Yeah. Well, I think that's interesting where uh, civility uh, really comes from this Latin word uh, civitas, which has this idea of, of a city community or this community of, of, of people. And so I think it is how do, how do communities interact and work together and, and behave in, in well-mannered practices, um, this idea of well-meaning for its citizens and people. And so I think there is a, 
when we talk about civility, it's not just being um, being uh, <laughs> nice, maybe, or being hospitable, almost in a sense. And, and it's 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 that's a part. That's a huge part of it, and it's a part of the internal component. But it is also about how we behave externally to others. So I see you know, civility as what's happening inside of me. And at the same time, how I'm responding to it, and then what am I doing behavior-wise to promote the well-meaning or the best of those around me? And so I see so, it kind of as a two-tiered practice. So civility really is—it's an ethic, it's a standard. Oh yeah, oh, and, I think so. And maybe one of the things we struggle with the most is we—we we haven't where our ethics in our daily lives in order to create those standards. So. Choosing civility means choosing to do what is right by and for others. Yeah. yeah. So it's an, it's an ethical standard um, that we've got to think about and apply. Which, in essence, is really a, a tenant or a precept in the Christian faith, mm-hmm. in a sense of how we relate to others. And there again, um, how we handle the Imago Dei, and and there again that we don't tear down the Imago Dei in someone else, and so I think it's 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 a huge piece um, for sure. Well, let me let me let me. Um, I, <laughs> I hesitate in some degree, but in in other parts, I think it's important part of the conversation is that you know when I think of civility, you know where in our community, and I'm talking about in this greater Richmond, Hanover area, in our community, what are these these hot topics? What are these areas that are creating incivility or hostility towards one another in the way we handle things? A um, couple of things that I think of, and maybe you want to add to this list as well, but there is this word called politics, right? You know, we've got this mm. election coming up, and mm. and we've got mm-hmm. other things, and there's there's this polarized aspect about who's right and who's wrong, and we this attempt to demonize candidates and positions. But also religion. I think religion plays um, a part of incivility in, in culture as well. Um, <laughs> COVID for sure. Um, there again, uh, I think everybody has a position on COVID and everybody seems to promote wrong <laughs> and bad information about COVID. Um, I think racism is another area of, of incivility, um, both in how we're unwilling to listen at times and then how the message needs to be communicated. And then probably the last one, and I'll <clears throat> I'll harp on this for just a second, and and uh, but well, I'll I'll let you all I'll let you add to your list before I, I harp <laughs> on anything. Maybe we'll do that. But um, is the return to learn strategies? I mean, who would have thought that is as significant of an issue in our communities? And there again, each school division has kind of a, a different approach and a different plan. And specifically in ours, we're in Hanover. Um, our school division has created a return-to-learn plan that involves virtual as well as in-person um, uh, face-to-face education. Um, so from that standpoint, um, but it has become such a hostile issue um, in our community between parents and families and others. But maybe, I mean, maybe you're thinking in terms of maybe uh, this is too simplistic of a list or maybe it's maybe it's the right list or maybe you want to add some other things. Um, to this list as as well that you think of that we're struggling with behaving um, civilly to one another when it, these topics come up. Yeah, I think for me, uh, one thing I noticed, especially with this last one, with the uh, re- 
with the return to school options and what that looks like. Uh, when when the option first came out um, and I started seeing reactions from people online, my first thought was, um, Grid, this is another thing that you divide <laughs> on. You know what I mean? Like you're either in this camp or this camp. <laughs> that's you know? right. That's right. Uh, so you look yeah. at this list, several things in this list, it, it's either you're this or that. You know, it's you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. Right. Um, and that's your camp. That's where you that's where you stay and hang out and that's that's who you listen to. You know what I mean? Um but all, also uh, COVID, like you're either for um this this science and community or you're not, you know, and um and religion, you're you're either reformed or you got it right. You know, it's uh, it's either. <laughs> he just made a stance. He just made a stance. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, that's right. But then that's return right. to learn. Uh, return to learn. You know, now you know, the greeting with everybody is. So, have you decided on what your family's doing yet? You know, and and then uh, you talk about it's it. It's a personal choice. I'm not yeah, going to tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I can't tell you what I voted for. Part. Yeah, that's right. Um, but it does. It does become come another way to um it, it doesn't have to that's the thing yeah it doesn't have to but it does become that it, it appears to me that the list has grown larger than what your parents used to tell you we don't talk about these things in public right oh, yeah. we've gone from yeah. politics to yeah. religion religion and now we've included covid racism and return to learn strategies as a secret conversation i think the thing the things that jump out the most i'm um, just in terms of opening a, a recreation center, uh, going to restaurants, being out in, in public in various settings, is the the uh, incivility comes out of the confusion of, mm. of what's expected. Okay. And yeah. so there, there's so many, is there is there so many options, so many choices, and um, uh, just unknown of okay, when I come in, do I do I put a mask on to say hello to you? But when I sit down two feet from you, I can take it off because I'm gonna have have some water or what do I do with this? A lot of, I, I just see a lot of those, those are the stories I see in my mind the most, just the, the, the uh, unclearness. And that falls in each of those categories you mentioned. People, yeah. when, people, when we're confused, we're, we're frustrated. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so maybe some of this ability is creating a better path of clarity to help people understand. I agree. I think that, yeah. I think you've, you've hit on something there. And I think that even comes back with that return to learn piece you know, Joe and I were listening to the uh, the town hall meeting this past week, as which uh, 3,800 some odd people in our community were as well. And when we signed on, we signed on with a Zoom link, but we got bumped to YouTube. So we were watching it on YouTube. And fortunately or unfortunately, the chat feature remained open on the, the YouTube piece. And there were people that were creating what I would call profane usernames, stuff that I'm not going to tell you about that's going to be recorded and shared on this podcast. But also they were putting comments in the comment section that were either not relevant or had words that you wouldn't use uh, in, in personal conversation with other people. I mean, it was... It was like, really? You know, this is our community. I mean, what we're doing is we're meeting to hear how parents can process each a virtual campus or answer the questions about what in-person education looks like. And so from that standpoint, this is the topic. But yet you are signing on with usernames that are profane to announce and that you are making comments that are derogatory and inappropriate. And you know we're taking screenshots, so we've got we took all the evidence. We got screenshots of this stuff. We're coming for yeah. you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We can figure out who that profane username is. We're coming for you. You know, but 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 seriously, when Joe and I were listening to that or watching that and listening to it, I mean, it was like you know, really, 
I mean, this is, mm-hmm. is this how civil society, civil community, civil community lives? We all live in this situation together. Um, this ought not to be. In fact, I've been thinking to myself, you know, shame on you. If you're, you're using these usernames and you're making these comments, shame on you that that this shouldn't be. I mean, we're looking for solutions and we're looking for a path forward that is best for our families and our communities. Your incivility is only distracting from a civil, uh, literally from a from a from a civil answer and a civil path forward. And so I think from that I go, I come back to okay now I've, I've done my preaching okay I've, I'm getting I'm stepping down off of my <laughs> oh there you go there you go this is what we need right now right now yeah yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, <laughs> oh, you didn't let us start singing. You know, we'll wait for the invitation to rest right. the rest That's of right. it. You know. That's right. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think there is uh, a lot of 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 positive um, influence into these issues that that Christ followers can make, and that people just by behaving certain ways. So so let me, since I am the you know one of the, one of the we're all ministers, but we all we all speak for a living to a certain extent, and so it's like. You know, for me, one of the passages that speaks to civility um, has to do with Paul in his second letter to Corinth, to the Christians in Corinth, and and he finishes up by saying, "Finally, brothers, rejoice, <clears throat> aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, and live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you." And I, I think for me, it is, I need to learn to rejoice in whatever circumstances I find myself. But in that, I aim for restoration. I aim to restore relationships. I comfort others. I, I agree with one another. I, I live in peace with one another. You know, when I, when I think about our, our return to learn strategies, you know, for our community, those are parental choices they're making for their families. What's the best solution for their families? As a pastor of a, of a community of, of Christ followers, what I want to do is I want to help every single family in the choice that they make to best fit the needs of their family, to be their best, to live out the Imago Day well. And so for me, it is, it's not about choosing for you what is best. You know what's best for your family, but it is coming alongside of you and encouraging you and comforting you and, and, and literally living at peace with you in the decision that you're making that's best for your family. So anyhow, but I've done all this preaching. Yeah. I probably should quit preaching, yeah. you know. But. No, no, that's good. <laughs> 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 no, that's true. I, I mean, I just <laughs> go ahead. No, I was, I was thinking. Um, uh, we 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 watched this series called The Chosen. Have you have you seen that? Heard about that? The yes, Chosen yes, on yes. Jesus' life. Yeah. Um, so we just finished watching. They've only done one season, and uh, but what was what stood out to me um, toward the end there is. Uh, just how diverse they really developed the characters of the disciples that were following Jesus, and just how diverse they were—not mm. just from different areas, but different worldviews and a different political stance. Like it was, it was so diverse. Um, and yet, part of Jesus' message, message to them was, you know, by this everyone will know that you're my disciples mm. um, because of the love that you have for one another. Um, because how could a diverse group of people yeah. um, engage with one another? Um, Without without that kind of love, without the kind of things that Paul was talking about there, in, in uh, to the Corinthians. So, um, I mean that that's just a it's just a powerful thing. And we have to realize that uh, our lack of civility is not going to change 
hearts and minds of people. Uh, you know <laughs> really? what I mean? Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a great Come realization. On. Yeah. I was going to post something yeah. on Facebook, just slam somebody today, yes. just thinking I was going to change uh, their opinion. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and we, we frame it like, well, you got to talk truth. You know, you got to speak truth. Um, but it's not going to shape any. We try I mean, to justify. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's relationship and stories, really, that we find out that really change people the most. Um, and, and yet we go about it in this, in this other way, you know. And I wonder how much of it is still driven by fear. Um, and how that shapes our our responses and our tendency to divide and then and then lob projectiles at others. Um, I think down <laughs> down beneath, it's a lot of fear. So how do we how do we foster this? How do we foster? I mean, yeah. Brian, you're talking about love. I mean, yeah. the expression of that and yeah. and it almost almost I think celebrating the diversity mm-hmm. of of, mm-hmm. of the community of Christ followers. Um, but how else do we foster civility where we are? I like in the I like what you said earlier. You know, Paul says he talks about the aim for restoration, and I think we first have to understand we're all in the process of being restored, or have we have mm. been restored and are being restored, right? Right. So, it, you know, the first thing for me, civility begins. It begins with me. So, uh, you know, Sarah Stewart Holland and Beth Silvers have a book. I think you're wrong, but I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> and there's two there's two parts in that in that book, but their first section really talks about. We learn this over and over uh, as people of faith that any problem, any political or otherwise, it, it has to start with us. We have to yeah. we have to understand our position. So the idea of blaming or doing anything worse to control uh, the other people's thoughts or their narratives or their actions is you can't start there. You have yeah. to start with the restoration process of yourself. Right. Right. Oh, very true. Very true. And I think, you know, you mentioned that book, you know, they do a whole thing on reconnecting and the importance of connection with people, which comes back to civility and civitas and community and living connected in a sense. It's part of our brand as a church, but connected even in the diversity and realizing that the connection is more important than people's position. But I think sometimes we think our position is more important than connection. Therefore, we live disconnected and disjointed, rather in connection and in flourishing. So, so, so another piece off of that, to um, you know, in the conversation with people, is to find a place of agreement first, mm-hmm. and find that find, find that common ground to make that connection before you begin into uh, you know just throw it all out there. Well, I think that that's about listening, right? I mean, that's how do we listen to one another and truly choose to um, listen to what people are saying rather than um, simply kind of listen for the pause so we can <laughs> say what we're thinking about. Yeah. Say what we're thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. I've not listened to you. I've just yeah, thought yeah. about my rebuttal, you know, right. and I'm going to slam yeah. you and, and win yeah. this win this war. But And, and um, I think one part in that, one way that you know that you're listening is um, is you're asking questions. Mm. Um, it's hard to have like a knockdown, drag out argument when you're asking questions. Right. So um, clarifying position, what are you saying? How did you arrive at, you know, any kind of questions like that, suddenly it becomes, I have the posture of listening. Um, and, and again, I may not end up at the same place. I may still see it different. Um, but uh, I think that's one sign that I'm actively listening mm-hmm. is, uh, is I'm engaging with questions, not with uh not with 240 character statements. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, all right, so here, here's a question. Where, where, is, where is the safe place to talk freely uh, with people to have these conversations? Is there a safe place? Where is 
Well, it's Twitter, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, you know, whatever. Yeah, Facebook, Facebook, of course. I mean, yes. I, yeah, yeah. I, I can't even, I can't even go to the coffee shop right now and do that either. No. So where, yeah. where's the, where's the create? Where do we create that space to have that conversation? I think you, for me, I think it is that you have to be willing to have those conversations and recognize that you can have conversations about topics that you know you're not going to agree on. Because I think what people sometimes do is they they kind of paint a picture of somebody that they're going to be encountering. And they'll say, well, they're conservative. They do this, this, this. And so I can't talk about this with them or that with them without mm-hmm. getting... So it's almost like if you could just strip all that away and say, as Christ followers, as Jesus followers, we're open to the conversation and we're willing to ask questions and willing to listen um, and engage and not not judge by the questions you ask or the position that you're working through. Um, I think that's part for me is, you know, I would hope the church could be a safe place. And I realize that, you know, we did safe place because we clean it really, really hard and we wear face masks yes. on Sunday. So <laughs> it is a safe place, safe to but <laughs> safe, safe to gather again. But, but I think it is, I would hope that that would be the place that could be safe for people. And unfortunately, I don't think that always is in case of all churches, in a sense. But, um, but I think that is too. That's about how do you, you know, humility and respect are are huge. Um, you know, humility deals with what's happening on the inside of me. Respect on how I deal with people outside. And so, how do I practice? I think respect comes out of humility. So, if there's not a humility within you, there will not be a respect demonstrated uh, without you and outside of you. And so I think there is an aspect that as Christ followers, you know, there is, I mean, you know, before God ever rises you up, there has to be humility. And so before he ever, he builds on the foundation of humility, just like he builds a a community on the foundation of humility, that if we are humble, he builds on that peace. And so I think there is a there is an aspect of of humility and showing respect. Eric Hofford makes this comment. He says, "Rudeness is the weak man's imitation of strength." I think that's kind of um, that's interesting for me because it means the weak man would be the man of a single position who only knows his voice and not the voice of others. And so, how do you you know how do you expand that and and deal with that? Um, so what else? Maybe kindness. We can be a little bit more kind. <laughs> that's right. Choose kindness. Choose kindness. That's yeah. right. You know. I mean, you know. I think you, you mentioned earlier about um, the image of God, right? So yeah. yeah. I think recognizing not only do I exist because of the creative uh, love of the Father, Son, and Spirit, but um, so does that other person. Even right. that person on TV that I'm pretty sure is is behind the end of the world here, you know, and uh, and the Antichrist <laughs> himself, um, that person exists because of the love of God, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, I think part of it, if we're going to enter into this I-thou relationship and not just an I-it where you're someone I can control <laughs> and use and manipulate, yeah, um, then uh, it ha- we have to have this realization when we go in, that person is here and is deeply loved by by the same God yeah. that loves me. Um, and so how do I treat that person? How do I interact with that person? Well, I think for us, too, it's it's how as a community can we reimagine civility? So how is it that we reimagine that? And I think it begins with me as an individual and in, in how I process, that I practice humility in a sense of practice love, see the Imago Dei, but demonstrate that respect towards others and that may 
may be of the same position or may be of a different position, and that's okay because there's a, there's 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 there is a beauty in that diversity. And if we can love one another and work together with one another, that there that's a demonstration to the broader sense of civitas or this community in which we we live in. Um, my hope is for our Hanover community and even in Richmond, I realize that there are great differences and there will always be differences, but I think people can choose to be civil even in times of differences. And especially for church folks, you know, and I think of, of church members of churches locally in our community, the thousands of people that belong to Christ following churches, that that from that standpoint, that if these people would demonstrate a sense of a presence or a practice of civility, that there could be a greater message, a greater effect on our community as a whole. And that may sound like wishful thinking, but I think it is it's practical, it's achievable. And it could make an incredible difference where we live. Okay, mm. now we can play the invitation. That's right. right. That's right. Here's the invitation <laughs> yeah. song. That's a that, that's a that's a good recap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there there are additional resources. Yes. Uh, that are out there that uh, are, are worth picking up and reading. Again, part of reimagining is exploring the ideas behind it. So there's uh, one book, A Case for Civility, and Why Our Future Depends on It, by Oz Guinness. Yeah, uh, probably another good title out there is "Thou Shalt Not Be a Jerk" by <laughs> Eugene Cho. And that is a uh, pretty so good. It's can, a good book, and it's all about politics. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. I love the title. Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, if you if you need the list, we tried to we we bannered about a few up there earlier. But if you need a list, there's "Choosing Civility: The 25 Rules of Considerate Conduct," uh, which was mentioned earlier yep. by, by Forney. So yep. uh, there are some good resources out out there. Uh, and as you want to explore more about what a civility look like. And the thing is, we, we are living in this together. We have to view it as a, as a together process. Right. And um, kind of move through it that way. Any and last thoughts? Just reimagining uh, civility and community. I think that's part of, you know, we're working for a better community in a sense. And as Christ followers, demonstrating that. Yep. Brian? <laughs> All good. My hearts and minds are clear. <laughs> hearts and minds are clear. <laughs> uh, that's the that's the old Qua- that's the old great Quaker statement. That's all right. hearts and minds clear. That's yeah, right. Yeah, We're all yeah. good. That's yep. right. That's hey, right. well, another yeah, another good conversation today as we Absolutely. talked about civility. Uh, last week, you know, we talked about social media. So definitely a lot of different things that we are having to look at and reimagine. What's our position? and our place in it and how do you move forward in each of those. Right. So uh, as we conclude today, remember that you can always follow the Reimagine podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Overcast. And uh, you can rate us. And uh, for Five Brad, stars, Brian, yep. <laughs> yeah, for Brad, Brian, I'm Greg. Thanks for listening to the Reimagine podcast. <laughs>